0: Hello, everybody, and welcome
1: to WTS 145. <laughs> <laughs> you, sound like One da- <laughs> you sound like someone like from the darts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i never had any ambitions to be a darts announcer, so I <laughs> won't, won't do that again. My name's <laughs> Danny Murray. I'm oh, Brian Merrigan. I was thinking <laughs> of that as well. <laughs> 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 do you ever Mero, go to the darts? Never. We'll talk about that <sighs> in a yeah, second, second as well. Meryl, who was our guest this week? Chef Adrian Martin. Yes, you will have seen him. On <laughs> How are you? How are you? Uh, you'll have seen him on the six o'clock show on his show on RTE. Uh, the, the web web series thingy madiggy. Yeah, yeah, the web yeah. series. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, just I love your Insta stories as well. Yeah. My Insta stories. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. That yeah, spoiled me for dinner one night when you when you cooked the uh, carbonara. Karen, oh yeah yeah, yeah. Like, that looks so easy yeah. <laughs> why haven't i done this before <laughs> i love it yeah.
1: yeah um <laughs> the objective of this edition of the podcast lads is to have you starving <laughs> yeah. within, i'm already starving hopefully yeah i'll try that again um, we're coming to you from fabulous and famous Fitzpatrick Castle hotel go to fitzpatrickcastle.com for more as you can see, we're real slick and professional, man. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. You got but the plug in there straight that, away. Cool. Get, it, in, get it in there. Get it in <laughs> and get it out. That's it.
1: Like, yeah, I'm sure the six o'clock show are, you know, real envious of how we operate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you oh, keeping, man. first of all? Really good, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, like, not a bother on me. Like, yeah, yeah no, i absolutely... Yeah. Yeah. Happy, happy out with everything. Yeah. The last one. Well, I, yeah. I love asking people that as if we haven't been talking before. Record, <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah, Well, Daddy, uh, have a good chit chat and then press record. So how are you Do <laughs> uh, <yeah, laughs> it yeah. all over it again. Yeah. Yeah. Ask <laughs> again.
2: Now, like um, everything is absolutely flying. The last while, like I, uh, it's kind of surreal what's happening for yeah. me because like being so young and everything is happening and at this stage, yeah, it's a bit mad and mental. I have to pinch myself sometimes. Yeah. And how I, did
0: it all explode?
2: Um, I suppose like I've been doing yeah. this uh, being a sh- like working as a chef for years. So I started when I was 14 in MacNean House in Cabin. Wow. And my first job was to peel spuds. So that was kind of where I started. I hate peeling spuds. Oh, I
1: fucking hate it. Can, cur- <laughs> <laughs> can I curse? Can I? Oh, it's not six o'clock show. Yeah.
2: <laughs> i <can curse. laughs> to out to me if you're not once. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, no. <laughs> Honestly, God. Um, we used to get like 50 kg bags of potatoes and oh. we'd start off and they'd be like, right, there's 10 of those. There you go. Five hours, peel those like this or like four hours, peel those. And um, you know that like spinach leaves, right? Yeah. Yeah. So do you know the little stem on the end of spinach leaves? Yeah. yeah. Imagine having to pick 6,000 spinach leaves, the stem off it.
1: Man, you are really painting the glamorous picture of a so celebrity chef. At 14?
2: That was at 14. So like, I did all the, the kind of crappy jobs at yeah. 14. So <clears throat> I wasn't really big into school. So I used to go in after school on, a, on, say, like a Wednesday to a Sunday. So that was when this restaurant was open. And those were kind of my to-do jobs. So I yeah. had a list every day of jobs I had to do after school. I used to land home then about half-twelve. My dad used to come over and collect me half-twelve. Straight back and just go the next day. I was like a fucking zombie to be honest. So I I worked in that place for six years. I did my leave cert like, and I I failed it basically. I didn't do a great leave insert, like, I did 180 points in it, and that kind of like was like a big blow for me. So it's kind of like Mm. all my mates are going to UCD and Trinity and all that kind of crack and I was like, only course I can really do is jam making, you know. <laughs> I don't know if that Hope course. You did
1: is it. I think that, that, that was like eighty points. It's not only all kind of like you'll end up doing jam making <laughs> yeah, and yeah. basket weaving. They were the two that. Oh, teachers. basket weaving! Yeah, it yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Teachers always threatened you with jam making and basket weaving. I love yeah. Jam. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I would sit there eating jam straight in the jar. <laughs> yeah. You were so so describing <laughs> a great course to me as well. Like to
2: be honest with you. um But yeah, those are kind of my uh, options. So I decided to keep going what I was doing, like keep track on being like a chef. So in this restaurant I worked in, once you got faster at your jobs, you moved around to different sections. So you moved on to meat, you moved on to fish, you did desserts, um, you did like garnish as a section. And then your final area is where you pull the ticket and you call out all the orders and everybody else does all the work and you're kind of like in charge sending out the food of this restaurant. So that was kind of... Uh, what I did over six years in that place alongside those six years I went to college and part-time so I I interviewed for college like like a a PLC course in uh, Enniskillen so that's it's beside me there. It's about 15 minutes away from my home place in Calvin and I went and trained as to become a professional chef basically so I did my NVQ level three professional cookery one day a week for two years while I was working my full-time job. Brilliant. And then I went on to uh, Kitty Begs and did two days a week there. Uh, so my two days off, you get two days off as a chef, so your yeah. Monday and Tuesday, and those were my two days in college then, Jeez. basically my final year. So I went on to get my degree that year, um, and that enabled me kind of to do explore different things in food. So basically you, you kind of explored... Um, how do I describe it, like product development, and th- we studied French, which yeah. is mad, like learned a bit of French. But like it wasn't French as in you're learning a language in school because I had no interest in it, but yeah. it was French to do with food. Oh really? yeah, So yeah. I was obsessed with it. It was like so weird that because it was related to food, I had this kind of, I don't know what it was, obsession with it, that I wanted to really learn French at that stage. Yeah. Whereas in school, I was like,
0: I don't fuck about French at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to learn it at all. Yeah. So it's
2: so weird when it was related to food, I had an interest in it. And I always found anything to do with food I had an interest in. So
0: and at fourteen, was it was just as a job or because you were genuinely want the. I was to-
2: really interested. Yeah, um, I used to, I suppose, go to a lot of cooking demos with other chefs, uh, just watching them. Um, I used to kind of go to food festivals. Um, yeah, I kind of tried to involve myself around it a lot. And um, I suppose yeah, like going to food festivals with a young fella, like a twelve year old going to the food festivals was kinda interested in watching cooking shows and TV. So I was always interested in that yeah, side of it. Deadly. Um and I always wanted to work in a kitchen and, you know, like earn your stripes basically in mm, the chef. Yeah. So once I finished that, that in that restaurant and did all my courses and my college and stuff. I went up here to Dublin, so I went to the big smoke. Big call it Schmoke, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of an eye opener for you. And I worked here in uh, in Bon Appetit, so that's in yeah. that was in Madhaid. That's uh, Michelin star, isn't it? Yeah, I was a one Michelin star. So I was head of pastry. So he had two restaurants there. So he had his Michelin star. What's his name upstairs. again? Uh, Oliver Dunne. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he had a Michelin star restaurant upstairs, and then he had his brasserie downstairs so i did desserts for the two restaurants so i used to do all the preparations so i came in at like nine o'clock in the morning and i was finished at one in the morning in that spot so it was longer oh hours again but yeah no it was it was more of an experience that i wanted to experience because mm. like it's again the next level up in food
1: for well, me like, yeah like yeah because michelin star restaurants are like this kind of as well as i don't know because we're not obviously. Foodie foodies, and we're all <laughs> yeah. in the industry. So when you hear Michelin star, Oh, Michelin star, very oh, much. <laughs> oh, very fancy. It sounds, it sounds important. Yeah. So I remember watching the
0: the show years ago on RT Mint, Dylan McGrath. Oh, oh, yeah. I was obsessed yeah. with that yeah. show. That was called, um, what was that called? The restaurant was Mint. Yeah, Sorry, the restaurant yeah, was Mint. I, I can't remember what
1: it all, but that was a great show. Was, yeah. Yeah. Was, I was obsessed yeah. with that show. oh I loved it, the yeah, journey yeah. of him yeah. getting the
0: Michelin star. He yeah. just yeah. Lo- yeah. look like an insomniac yeah kind of yeah. just looked like he was up morning and night trying to attain this Michelin star but basically yeah. that's
2: what we were like yeah really? we were like that yeah I remember getting phone calls in the middle of the night going there's not enough fucking sugar in that panna Cotta mixer you know something like that like, like 3 o'clock in the morning you get a phone call you're like shit what the fuck you know like, yeah. Is it
1: that? like it's almost like a little military like well. yeah
2: you, know, you live with the fear of God in you basically while you're
1: working yeah you do Yeah. well I'll tell you Puts a fucking standard on you, then That you're like, yeah,
2: it does. But also, uh, sometimes like you come in on a bad day or you're in a mm. day out, Like you're not in the mood for it at all, and you kind of you don't want to work like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, everybody has so days the Like the first that, place I worked in was very calm and it was very organized and it was very you know to the point and everything was detailed and to the point. Mm. Like the place I worked in before that was one eight best restaurant in Europe. So it did Jesus. two years before I left. Um, and then when I moved up to this place, it just kind of felt like it was a different scenario for mm. me. So I had to experience both sides of the scenario, and I yeah. just thought, like, yeah, it's tough, and it's, you know, you're listening to, <laughs> like, a Gordon Ramsay figure roaring at yeah. every day, every like, day, but that's the way he ran his kitchen, you know? So I kind of understand that, and, and, you know, it's kind of given me experience it's, going forward. It's like, yeah. if I'm going to open my own place, what way would I well, run mine, you know? Yeah, so it's, of course. Yeah. That's you've you've
1: experienced both, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. mad because, like, I I used to love uh, Hell's Kitchen, you just said Gordon Ramsay. I used to <coughs> love Hell's Kitchen, loved it, like, yeah, yeah. And part of it was because, like, you're watching Ramsay lose the rag, every yeah, 40 lose minutes. the
0: rag, like, every like, every Did you watch Ramsay yeah. when he um, boiling point, yeah, the first show. yeah, yeah, yeah the
1: the first, boiling yeah. point, yeah, I, I, I love that, and I love uh, Kitchen Nightmares, and he does. I think he was doing the American Master Chef. He was definitely doing the he kids, was, yeah. the mm. kids American Master Chef as well. well I'm at this him.
2: stage now, like he's like an actor and really, yeah. more than anything. Mm. He's almost like, like a parody oh, of like yeah. a character or something. He is. It's a, of, like, he is a well, character. It's hard
1: to do something. Yeah, now, isn't he, he, he
2: is. Like like Hell's Kitchen now is so <coughs> dramatized and everything, it's so Americanized yeah. now that it's so dramatic the way he gives out. Whereas if you watch Boiling Point back years ago, as you mentioned, yeah. um. He he, you know his his charisma coming across was really the way he was, and like that's kind of what I had yeah, experienced yeah. similar to as well, you know. So that's kind of it's, it's it's a scary way of working, but you get your, I suppose it makes you kind of faster, it makes you quicker, it makes you mm-hmm. nearly a better chef, and it's probably. Like made me the better chef that I am today. To be honest yeah, really? with you, really, yeah, because probably
0: the only industry that would allow you to get away with kind of talking to your staff like that. Yeah,
2: I think they're they're really really clamping down on it now because of the shortage of chefs at the moment. Like there's a shortage of eight thousand chefs in the country Jesus. at the moment. In Ireland, yeah, I think like young fellas and young girls don't really want to put up with that anymore. So, they don't, mm. so they've just she just walked out of these places and they've gone elsewhere. So we're we're trying to bring in chefs then from the likes of Italy and stuff that's what's yeah. happening at the moment yeah so there is a massive shortage of chefs and i kind of feel like that's a small part to play in why you know there's yeah, not, yeah. A, not enough chefs in the country and why they're not being trained plus the hours are colossal you know like yeah. you're, you're in we were in wednesday to sunday in the first place i worked in we started at 10 o'clock we didn't get home until half one in the morning you know and um, sometimes you didn't get a break you used to eat your dinner standing up um it's not for the faint hearted, is it No no it's not you're pasty looking you're pale I remember like three months later leaving uh, the kitchen scene and everyone was like Jesus did you go on a holiday <laughs> did you get a suntan what happened to you like so uh, yeah no one recognized me they were like what's going on so Jesus yeah it is it's like it's proper like you're either in it or you're not you know yeah, or you yeah. love it or you don't so that's kind of the career it was yeah
1: Well yeah mm-hmm. I watched a film there last year with Bradley Cooper in it and the name's gone from my head and
2: Burnt Burnt
1: yeah that's a great it. show
2: that's my f- that's my all time
0: favourite movie yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm cooking actually yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's on yeah. Netflix is it? on Netflix it's yeah. on Netflix yeah. oh
1: man I, I think I was on Sky when it was on it or mm. something. but it's fucking deadly like yeah. genuinely yeah. it's a class film there's another and
0: one with John, for, for John Favreau
1: Favreau Sh- yeah. chef is a Chef as yeah,
2: yeah. Where he like has the he gets himself his little food truck and yeah, he travels yeah, the states. Yeah, yeah. It's a great show, yeah.
1: Um, yeah. But Born I I loved it because like that it's that whole thing, like the story even is good, like it's just this whole thing of he was deadly, then he fell apart, and then he's built himself back up again. Yeah. But like the little rivalry thing with chefs, like that's obviously dramatised. Or is there this actual Um I think like
2: because chefs are like artists? Right. So there is like that tension. So like I, I, I laugh at it. I host the uh, the Yes Chef Awards and I host the Irish Hotel Awards every year. Yeah. So my my third year hosting it now this year, and we I also do the uh, com- like it's not a competition, but like it's like a charity cycle where loads of chefs from all across Ireland do a yes chef cycle is what right. we call it so it's in two weeks time we'll do 300k um, across Listing Baron, as a go and everything so you yeah, have the brilliant. likes of Derry Clark and myself and loads of other chefs from all across Ireland what, what's the charity? Um, so we change the charity every year last oh, okay. year was Irish Heart Foundation the year before that was Cystic Fibrosis yeah. um, so I don't know what it is this year <laughs> yet, yeah, but we're just raising money it's, yeah, way it's like, always yeah. a good cause that we raise it for um but yeah, you can always see that there's this kind of little bit of I suppose competitiveness between each. And I think that's what like kind of keeps you going. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's a competitiveness between chefs to be better than each other. They're like, realistically, they're artists, so mm. they are. So they're gonna be cranky feckers, <laughs> yeah. great. Like they're they're difficult uh, in ways. But the art that comes out, like, in food in Ireland and the, what they've achieved in Ireland so far, like, if you see the standard of our food now in Ireland, yeah. it's surreal where it's going. Yeah. And, um,
0: Is that what brings on the intensity then?
2: Yeah, it really does the bring on the intensity, of, the pressure of it. Something. Like, if you have, say, if I open a restaurant, I don't know, um, close by to, say, another chef down the road, like, he's really going to want to... See what I'm doing, and I'm really wanting mm. to see what he's doing so I can kind of compete against him so I can understand that, yeah. yeah. And there is that competitive nature, it's like anything in business, isn't Crazy it? Though, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, it is, wild. Yeah, even
2: for, like, even for what I'm in, there's a competitiveness for like the food festival scenes and who gets the big demos and who yeah. gets the best time at the demos <laughs> and stuff like that, you know. That's yeah. kind of like, yeah, well, it's I was gonna
1: say, talk to us a bit about that because you've kind of moved a little bit away from the restaurant, so to speak, into yeah, a, yeah. a more T- no. tv chef um well, i wouldn't say no i wouldn't De- say that a more modern way of um, looking at cooking but, and chefing and one thing and the other like
2: well uh, like i wanted to see so all my friends are chefs and mm. we had a decision to make to either go to australia with the mall to melbourne great food scene in melbourne loads of michelin star restaurants yeah. we had a choice of going there or uh, staying in ireland and continue working where i was working um, or just leave where I was working and travel Ireland. So I decided just to travel Ireland, and I yeah. let all my mates go with chefs across to Melbourne. They all came back literally half a year later and started opening their own restaurants and stuff like that and could just see that they struggled with it because they had no experience in business and they didn't have enough experience outside of the couple of restaurants that they worked in to do yeah. it. So I decided to... Start my way traveling around Ireland. So I worked in every single county. I used to email around kind of like butcher shops and artisan food stores and cafes and schools and everything. Go, oh, look, I can, you know, if I was going into a butcher shop, like I can show you guys how to do different things with meat whatever. Or, you know, I can come out and talk to your customers or I'll even serve affecting customers for you or whatever. Yeah. That was kind of like what I offered. So um, I travelled and I worked in every single county in Ireland. Um, I've been to. I was in a school today actually <laughs> before a game, but um, I've, I've been to so many different schools teaching kids just the basics of cooking. Um, and I kind of got used to then talking uh, to. So when I worked in kitchens, I wasn't able to speak up for myself. That was a really kind of a skill that I lacked in. It was a communication skills. So I really came out of my shell once I travelled around Ireland. Um, and it really brought me out of myself so i started doing like cooking demos then at small food festivals and then at agricultural shows and then tv3 then just i suppose picked me up and said here come on the late lunch live this is three years ago yeah and i was like yeah grand. should i go on and give it a lash you know (laughs) i'm a big believer in trying everything so that was on my 23rd birthday and uh yeah i've been a regular there now for three years 26 now so kind of just started from I suppose the traveling onto led into that and then i've been a regular there since and then everything else kind of so I, I i basically documented everything on a yeah. facebook page i always took a picture wherever i was i was like i'm here this <clears throat> week you know doing whatever you know whatever i was doing i was always like documenting it yeah. online and that's kind of where i started it from was just like this little website and facebook page that i had then just ah, kind of expanded brilliant. over it the space of of, I think it was like three years. And yeah, and no, I just grew and grew and grew. And then, yeah, everything just kind of happened outside of it. So, like, yeah. I got contacted by loads of food festivals. Like, I'm doing Taste of Dublin this year. I'm doing Bloom yeah. this year. Taste of Calvin. Um, I'm doing like 20 odd agricultural shows this year all across Ireland. Um, plowing
0: championships. Plowing. I do the plowing mm, every year. I yeah.
2: judge the brown bread at the plowing. So I I've seen that last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I've been involved in so many different things with so many different uh, organisations, and that's from travelling Ireland. Yeah. The end goal, I suppose, that everyone asks me, where do you want to get to? What are you doing like this, whatever? So I really, realistically, people don't realise what I'm doing. So what I'm trying to do is build a name for myself first and then open myself then my own place yeah. where like, I can successfully say that I know all these people here and I can successfully say that they'll come and eat in my place or they'll come and stay in my place. Yeah. And that's kind of... Where I want to get it
1: to. We'll come anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at least I have two customers. <laughs> yeah. 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 we'll eat out of
2: house and home, but we'll be there. <laughs> yeah. would that be a restaurant or a cafe? Yeah, or? so a restaurant. Um, you know, I've always been a big believer. I love fine dining food. Mm. Um, I absolutely, you know, I grew up with it, and that's where I want to, you know, end up back in. So I do. Yeah. So that's kind of what I want to open is some sort of fine dining, restaurant with a bar in it and a guest house, you know, where you can stay over and stuff and make a full experience for people Mm -hmm. so that they can get away. Like a lot of people say, why don't you open in Dublin? I'm a big believer that like, if I go to my home place, People will travel to my to my home place in Cavan because Making they're an getting attraction in yeah, itself. Like, yeah, yeah, Like I think that like there's still you know there's still you're still able to do business outside of Dublin. I think people from Dublin yeah. will even travel to come see that. You know. Definitely. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah now I've I've gone away a couple of times, and where I've like in terms of Ireland, like and where I've kind of decided to go has been based on. Places to eat, like, yeah, and I think a lot of people do that. I think that's almost like a little mini industry in itself, and kind yeah, of this it sell, is, like yeah. food tourism, so to speak. I don't know if that's an actual thing, or if I'm, <laughs> a d- coined, definitely is. Or if I'm coining it now, I'm not saying <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it definitely like is, it, though, yeah, yeah. Like, it, and you're dead right. Like, if 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 something's good enough and the world gets starts to get around, people definitely travel to it, like, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and when you're traveling all over the country, where you're getting loads of ideas for dishes and stuff.
2: Yeah, you you meet so many people and you have so many people that want to tell you stuff about food. So, like, what I learned in restaurants, um, I think I learned twice as much by just getting out there yeah. and talking to people about food. So, if you t- like, you can always have a conversation about food with anybody out there. And they'll always go, well, you know, I do mine a little bit different to the way you do yours. And, like, you compare notes and go, actually, their ideas is much better <laughs> yeah. than mine is. Yeah. I'm going to go home and try that now. Yeah. And, yeah, like, I used to get ideas off everyone Like, yeah, there's so many different areas that I've been to that I could tell you a particular type of food that I had that kind of triggers a memory. And when you taste something similar, your memory triggers some like food is like a memory trigger, basically, that if you have this particular food that tastes even as similar as the one you had back in the past. So, for instance, if I have a steak, best steak I've ever had in my life was in Clannacilty. Oh, no, not Clyde, in Bandon, in uh, County Cork. Yeah. So it was dry-aged for, say, four months in this fridge. It grew blue mold on the outside of it, the full T-bone. Okay? And what happened was this butcher came in and he sliced off two steaks. So obviously, sliced off the blue mold, sliced inside. This steak was as dark as, say, my iPhone there. You know how yeah. dark it is? Mm. And I barbecued it with just sea salt and black pepper. And it was really gamey. It's kind of like nearly nearly as close to venison. Yeah. But oh my god, the flavour of this thing was insane. And I'm like, um anytime I have something that's anyway similar in the gamey flavour to that, that triggers that memory back to when I was in Bandon and when I had yeah. that steak back three years ago. And that's what food <coughs> does. It triggers memory. Fucking sterile.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, I mean like I can't remember the amount of times I've had something to be like, That reminds me, Granny's whatever. Yeah. Or, that yeah. reminds me of you know what I mean? Like you're dead, right? Like and yeah. Steak man, oh Uh, good uh, lord, can't be again. (laughs) We've
0: seen seen years ago kind of a shift, I think, I don't know whether it was pre recession or not, but we've seen a shift with restaurant dining kind of changing into kind of pub barfield dining, yeah. And then you actually realise that a lot of pubs produced great steaks, unbelievable steaks, yeah, 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 Uh, there is, yeah, there's a a lot of it. There's a place back
2: home actually that does an incredible steak. Um yeah, I think, yeah, they've really, you know, figured it out. And, but yeah, it's together. like, yeah, you, know, yeah.
0: you know, like, I'd say back then, <coughs> would it be in the case of uh, maybe restaurant fine dining kind of closing down and then the chefs had no other option but to go to a pub? I think, like, it's, it's very hear?
2: difficult to do well in uh, fine dining, um, especially in, say, like, if I went to open a fine dining restaurant in Dublin, You don't really make your money on your food, so you know the the amount of courses you have. You've eight courses. Each course is done uh, to an absolute perfection. There's so many different elements on the plate. For instance, like if you have a foie gras dish, the amount of preparation and work that goes into that foie gras dish might take two days of work. You know, some things might be braised. Uh, Some things might be you know cooked, slow cooked overnight. Mm. Uh, The foie gras itself is expensive itself so that dish alone can be quite expensive yeah. so um you don't really make your money on your food you break even on your food where you make your money in your restaurant really is silly is on your wine menu and on your drinks and yeah. what people spend around the menu uh, so sometimes it can be very difficult uh, especially in fine dining to you know pay off then your whatever you have your overheads your rates your your bills yeah. all that kind of stuff so yeah. so yeah it can be very difficult to survive especially in an area like dublin where it's so competitive because every second corner you turn, there's another fine dining restaurant around the corner that's competing yeah. against you. Yeah. So it is a very, very difficult area to do business it's, in. Yeah. It's
1: crazy as well because, like, I don't know, I, I think you're going to... I'm not, like, fine dining to the, like, letter of the law, but definitely what I would consider on my a fancy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, like for me, right, so I don't know, and I think maybe a lot of people that do this kind of thing. They have, like, places to go for, like, occasions, you mm. know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, like, fire in town is one of them. Uh, I've actually never been. Have you mm-hmm. not? No, I've never been. Man, talk about wood steak. Well, in, in my opinion. You know. <laughs> uh, That's great, yeah. Um, oh, your, no. was probably, uh yeah. What's the Trocadero? No. Trocadero's part of No, there is one in town called Trocadero, wasn't there? Is that a mark up here? why well, do you see a as well? <laughs> uh, I have been there for years, man. I don't even know if it's still there. There on Dawson Street mm. or one is of them. Is that gone, is it? I can't remember. I don't know. I haven't been there in... It was literally a cross road from fire.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But I don't know if it's still there. Or not. I know he doesn't. He do the, doc, the 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 courtyard in Donnybrook now. I think. Yeah, I think he, he does. Yeah, 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 he's one there. Yeah. Oh, this one in town's wrecking me head. I the Trocadero just keeps going into me head, but I don't think it's actually called Trocadero. But it definitely begins with a T. Does he still right. actually work in the kitchens,
0: Marco?
2: Yeah, no, no mm, I wouldn't no. say so. No, no, no Jesus. Does <laughs> it just mean that he he,
1: he he he's too busy doing the restaurant? All he has yeah. to do is really
2: see is put his name. Uh, above a place and you know people come to eat Marco's fu- food he might have a, like a say or he might have a team that comes in and a designs menu. picks the menu and he trains up the staff and stuff like that it's kind of like a franchise model now mm. more than anything I think Marco has restaurants all across the UK as well like I was in one of them in a hotel in Liverpool actually recently enough so yeah he has his name in a lot of places but he, I think he's based himself out of Ireland now
0: He's living yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been on. He's been on the Late Late Show on Ray Darcy and all a lot.
1: His restaurants. You don't, yeah, well, I suppose that if you're going to put your name on something, you have to. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, you really do. Oh yeah, yeah. I just, just Google it. There it is called Trocadero It's on Andrews Street. Chocadero.
2: Yeah. What's try right yeah. It's I'm been
1: there for years. Like it's, it's kind of got a real kind of. Somebody who works there, or somebody who knows it well, is listening. They're going to be like, "How dare you? What kind of has an old, <laughs> an old vibe to it, or something's kind of nice? Like it's kind of like walking into, do you know, like." Sound like Goodfellas, the film, where they all walk <laughs> into a place and they sit down. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of that look. Well, at least it was last <laughs> time there. I, I like and it. And the, I mean, the that's pretty cool. one flocking around you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, French onion soup. I'm mad for it in there. I wouldn't normally oh, go over it, but in so there. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I've never
0: had French onion soup. Have you oh, not? No, man. I don't think I have. Yeah. It's really good. It's
2: it's There's cheese joy. in it as well. Like you can have cheese can on have, the yeah. crouton, yeah,
1: yeah. It's soup right. are you thinking, is great. Are you thinking of a matzo, ball, matzo ball, soup matz. No, no. I've seen French
0: onion soup being served on um, a program and there was cheese. I'm starving.
1: Yeah. There's cheese oh, wow. on the top of it. My- <laughs> oh, the, se- the second steak came up, I was like, good Lord, here we <laughs> yeah, go. Here we go. Here we that go. I can't beat steak. Honestly. Actually, right, <laughs> as, as a professional chef and a culinary <laughs> whiz, is it ever acceptable to have a well-done steak?
2: Um, it depends on the quality of steak you have and the cut you're using um, like I know a lot of chefs would say oh no, you should eat your steak medium rare <laughs> medium well." realistically not everyone's going to like it that way yeah. um, everyone has their own different preference and everyone has their own different way of eating it so I think it's down to if you have a good quality steak that has that kind of musty kind of gamey flavor that's been dry aged, yeah. you can get away with it. A good sauce, a good jus to go with it as well, also helps, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we, what we used to do early is uh, if we had a well-done steak in restaurants before is we used to get, like, a little pot of, like, beef stock. And once we'd seal the steak and everything, I know it's, like, a sin to do this, but it was the only way of keeping it nice and juicy right. was to leave it in this kind of stock pot for about two to three minutes to kind of simmer. Yeah. So that it brought some juices back into the beef because you are drying out all the juices of it when yeah, you're going. Yeah. So if you have a very well, sometimes you'd get a very very well done steak mm. from somebody who just literally wants it burnt. Cremated, yeah, cremated, it, yet. yeah. So. That's where you'd normally do that. Cheat, cheat a little, yeah, bit. You kind like. of cheat. You have to cheat sometimes, especially if you're 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 giving such a good quality product mm-hmm. to somebody and they're expecting you know to pay yeah. top dollar for it. You know you have to go to extra mile for
1: it. Yeah, as well because now in some places like you walk in and I just I'm thinking about this because now one of the lads he. Uh, I've never heard it before but apparently it's quite a common thing where you're just like just cut off the horns and wipe a towel and put it on me plate <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well, I've never heard that before but when he said i that yeah cut yeah that's he like so he literally just wants it that's a cracker and he's like Beeps, if, yeah. beep yeah. and he's like if i'm gonna pay 40 euro for a steak i'm definitely gonna tell them how to fucking cook it yeah. and i was like well, yeah i'm but over there i'm going like is it a bit of a sin to like just say to somebody yeah i'll have that as well done as an old boot you know, leather, yeah. yeah. you know. <laughs> but i tend to go medium myself but
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean a medium rare medium myself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I kind of
1: I don't I don't want like it to be like l- like blood to be it was an hour of it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I'm all right with it, like a little I bit of redness. If it's well
2: rested, the the juice shouldn't be coming out of it. Yeah. I hate that when I get a steak and it's um it's just straight off the grill, straight onto the plate, and then it's sent here. And then all of a sudden there's this big pool on your yeah. plate, and you're kind of like, oh, fuck, you know. <laughs> rest so the what steak. should they do then? They should rest it, you no, mm-hmm. know. After be, it's cooked? Yeah. After it's cooked, a steak should rest for about five minutes before it's served mm-hmm. to
0: anyone. Yeah does that does that make it cold then
2: oh well like some people say it makes it cold but like we we have say oh i would describe it so when we get an order in for a steak you know you seal off the steak you cook it to say <coughs> someone orders it medium you cook it to almost medium uh, and then we had a tray where we would like let it rest and once it's rested you notice that it, the juices come out onto this tray and those juices the sauce is made from those juices yeah. basically and then the steak goes back into the oven for about a minute or two minutes just to be reheated mm. and then it's sliced or it's just put straight on the plate yeah. not even sliced yeah. and uh, that's kind of how we would have served it in restaurants so that could have been resting there that steak could have been resting sometimes depends on the customer how slow they're eating or how fast they're eating. sometimes it could be five minutes sometimes it could be nearly 15 20 minutes the time it's resting yeah know? so it depends yeah and it's, that's that's kind of how we, we would have done it yeah man I can oh, understand no, no, no. bars and stuff the way they have to try and get it out straight away yeah I understand it's a, it's a that but yeah. I would like love to see if they could rest it maybe for like even two minutes or something mm. you know just before it's served because that pool of juice on the plate is really really off putting for people that are trying to get a steak medium yeah and they're going to try it for the first time yeah, you know? definitely. yeah. especially yeah.
1: if I know most places tend to give you like say like your if you get mashed with a say or champ like they put that in a little dish to the side. But if it's on the same plate And then all the Juice Yeah Yeah, It kind of ruins uh, your mash Doesn't it Yeah Yeah Yeah, it does I'm just being fussy But I don't care Yeah
2: yeah You're you're allowed to be fussy
1: (laughs) What about uh, steak On a Do you know the shit Of cook your own steak Basically (laughs)
2: Like what is this Yeah, this, that was a fad,
1: wasn't it? That's kind of well, gone, um, isn't it? There's yeah. still a few places down here coming up. There is, up yeah, yeah. Scarlet, I've never gone to one of those places. It's called a hard stone. They put on a thing in you. Yeah. Throw a bit of meat. Honestly, cook that yourself. Like, where, where did, did, co- did that come from?
2: I think... Uh, I don't know. Was it rustic stone? Was the first place I did it in Ireland? Was it? I yeah. think yeah, Dylan brought it in. Uh, I thought it was very smart at the start. I, I actually enjoyed it because I was mm. like, "This is great! Yeah. I love cooking." Like, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I enjoyed it at the start, but then when I went down home, uh, <laughs> I won't say what a hotel is, but there's this horrible, horrible hotel down <laughs> home That's had steak on the stone. I was like, "Oh
0: no, if he's doing it,
2: he's <laughs> <laughs> Ireland stop. Really? Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, where did it come from, though? Would you? Have st- would, it, would someone have seen it on holiday I'd say, yeah.
2: Like, the, most yeah. of our ideas come from the States or Australia or New Zealand or somewhere, you know. Mm. Someone travels, come back with this great idea, and then they're, they're away with it, you know. Yeah. That's where most our ideas come from. They're stolen from other countries, yeah. When you're out eating, would you be judgmental? No, no, I'm not no. judgmental at all. Uh, if I'm paying, like, you know, big money for, yeah, Michelin star meal, fine. I'll be a little bit judgmental on yeah. what I'm getting mm. and stuff, but, like what you pay for is what you get you know so if I'm going out for an average meal like, like yeah. say if I said to my missus like oh, here let's go for a Nando's yeah. Nando's yeah. is Nando's and <laughs> then you're not going to expect it to blow your mind or anything but
1: I'm not going to be kicking up a fuss. sorry can I, have, can I have a word to chef <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Sorry, sorry my chicken there doesn't have enough lemon and herb sauce on it there yeah. you know no I'm not going to be kicking <laughs> up a I never kick up a so I think it's a real Irish thing to do as well <laughs> they come over and ask you how's your meal yeah, it's great even yeah. though it might be terrible
1: like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've never even really liked <laughs> I, even if like I, I even if I can't get the feel down my neck, i never ever be like actually now that you ask. Uh, <laughs> yeah. i was always like, Oh great, cheers, thank you. Yeah, yeah lovely, thanks, thanks. Never yeah. going back there again. Yeah. That's, like, <laughs> that's what we do, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's kinda of like, Yeah, lovely cheers for that. They tip the fucking and everything. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> never going back there. What but, was uh, um there's been a kind of takeover as well in Dublin the last while of Burgers, burger places. Oh,
2: oh, so yeah. But, and yeah.
0: donut places.
2: Yeah, donut. Actually, uh, I saw a recipe
1: on your website for a kinder buy now, donut. Oh, yeah. Man. Like, straight literally saying that, I just turned the phone around to you and I was like, here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what you I were think, doing this uh,
2: weekend. <laughs> we, we've been overloaded by them, haven't we? It's like mm-hmm. a burger place now every mm-hmm. corner, corner you turn. Some of um, them are brilliant. Some of them are yeah. unbelievable. And
1: then some of them are a bit kind like, what the f- yeah, it's <laughs>
2: like, yeah, I know, I know. Um, I kind of think that that's really, it's, We're kind of becoming very Americanized, aren't we? Mm, yeah. with um, yeah. everything. I'd love to see like places that specialize just like because we're an island basically, uh, like with our shellfish or seafood. Like a place that like specializes maybe like we're not allowed to buy scallops in the shell in Ireland. I'd love if we were allowed to. Yeah. and Places did like scallop in the shell. You take away the scallop in the shell and you eat it. Like, that's a dream come true for anyone like you know it's mm, they're mm. the sweets of the sea uh, why doesn't anyone specialise in prawns why doesn't anyone specialise in some sort of seafood um, that we have it's here? all fast food really. it's all that? kind of burgers it's hot dogs mm. it's you know ice cream donuts
1: well hang uh, on a second hang on a second when it comes to seafood, ice cream donuts you're in oh, your head? did you what? say ice cream no, and, no, donuts? No, and donuts and yeah. donuts
2: alright <laughs> sorry like, ice cream what? donuts did I, I think, I donut? think there's do you know there's a thing now at the moment there's a new one out that there's Ice cream and uh, cereals. What? Yeah, that's a new thing now. That's another one that's going to no. be... No. That's a new craze
1: now as well. No, no. I, yeah. I won't be taking part in that craze. Yeah. I do take part in the donut craze. Yeah, you do. You love uh, a good donut craze. Right. This, this is a man who loves hot dogs, by the way. Hot yeah.
0: dogs? Yeah, I love hot dogs. Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. I don't, you don't get many good hot dogs around. You have to make them yourself. It's,
1: yeah. It, have you tried I chili, have chili dogs? Had, no, I'm not huge See, trying on chili. Yeah, I was going to say, no. Chili dog would be into because, you know but just an old hot dog would just ketchup and mustard like it's grand but I wouldn't
0: the hot dog with five guys is nice no. I've never had it yeah it's lovely never
1: really. very underrated hot dogs. see I don't know if I went somewhere like five guys I don't think I could justify it to myself saying yeah I'll have a hot dog please but I get a bacon and cheese hot dog.
2: I really love in there is the Cajun chips. Yeah, <gasps> yeah, they're, they're good. great. They're you are good. get hundreds. Yeah, yeah, you do. You get mm-hmm. like enough for like three people. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: What were
1: you going to say there before all that? Karen remember, doesn't matter. Damn. <laughs> 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 <Tom. laughs> okay, well, now I can do that all the time. <laughs> <as well>. Yeah, now this ain't scripted, so it don't matter. See, <laughs> um, yeah, right, fast food and all that kind of crack because you had a best-selling book. Takeaway. Yeah. yeah. So the whole fast food or the whole takeaway element thing, you kind of had a spin on that yourself then?
2: Yeah. So um, I suppose my, I suppose the, where the inspiration came from for the book was actually students. So I've been to so many schools and they're like, Why don't you do recipes for spice bags? Or why don't yeah. you do like you know, why don't you make a McChicken sandwich? But you can't call it a McChicken sandwich. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 You know, you call it a buttermilk chicken burger or yeah, yeah. You know, why don't you do like, you know, buffalo wings or why don't you
0: make American.
2: Yeah. They really yeah. wanted all that type of food. Every everything that they were eating from the takeaway, they wanted to see how that was made. and um, from my experience from going to schools, so um, yeah, that's kind of where the idea came out of. It was just literally sitting there, listening to. It was actually the first place I sat down and listened to them was in uh, a library in Dublin, kind of in the area. But like, there was a lot la- on all lads' school. There was about two hundred lads, mm. and I just sat there after I did my demonstration. I showed them how to you know, like cook a few things, uh, a few basics and stuff, and sat there and they just shouted ideas at me like and I was just like right hold on a second that I get a pen <laughs> you know and um, you know I think that's kind of where the inspiration came from and then when you're a chef you don't get time to cook for yourself and you don't want to cook for yourself at one o'clock in the morning when yeah, you're home yeah. so what's the only thing you get is like a takeaway so um, I kind of wanted to to uh, it's kind of like a basics book for, for people um, it's kind of like you know Teach yourself how to do the basics, teach yourself, you know, the basics of cooking and, you know, figure it out a little bit. And that was kind of the idea of it as well. So I wanted to get that across. So mm. that's why, yeah, some people, I, I, I do laugh. Like I'd have people that send me pictures of them going shopping and they have the book in their handbag. Like, well, like this is mental. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> Deadly. Very popular with uh, actually the mother's. Uh, yeah. like a lot of mommies would have bought it because they did most of the cooking for the kids yeah. anyway so it was very popular with them because there's a lot of curry recipes in there and tikka masala there's butter chicken yeah. you've got like you know you've would got to be healthy options yeah, yeah everything yeah. in there is like you know cooked from scratch so that's my idea of of being healthy is everything is cooked from scratch Um, we're using your full fats such as dairies cheeses um, you know good oils. And uh, you know, uh what else do we have? Like so as long as you're using good quality then ingredients. So you're buying them like kinda locally, um and buying good quality and whatever you can really afford and then certain areas is whatever you can afford as well. So that was kind of the idea around it. And that's kinda uh, my spin on on you know the yeah. takeaway, um, so everything then as well had to be tried and tested, which was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we did all the photos then. So it's kind of like I always wanted to do a book because uh, the chef I worked for beforehand, he has eighteen odd books now at this stage. Jeez, really? Yeah, um, and I always wanted to do. It. I was like, I could do that, you know. Yeah, I could then. give it a try. So I uh, brought out last year didn't expect it to do well or anything let's be honest i was like ah yeah i'll throw it out there and see how it goes yeah. and yeah it was best-selling cookbook for you know one yeah. week it'd be seller next week like maybe the happy pair of my cup was bestseller the next week my <laughs> one was bestseller it has been mental like it's the way it's gonna be <laughs> yeah. so like that was kind of the
1: the uh yeah, no, I was and like, people sending you photos, in you know, of their God. attempts.
2: Yeah, people sending me photos of it. Like, um, like uh, it was very popular. Actually, I was sending books every week off my website, signed and stuff mm. as well. And it just—I didn't expect it to deadly. do as well. So I'm on to book number two at the moment. Oh, we deadly. Wondering? Oh, yeah. it's not going to be? Yeah, so I can't really say much. Oh, I'm not allowed oh, to say a whole pile. Oh, but, okay. uh, Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but we finished the pho- finished the photographs last week. So ah. there's a hundred and we did one hundred and sixty-five photographs in four days last week. Fuck. Yeah, it's a lot. It's intense. Like yeah, the food bill, oh, it's disgraceful. <laughs> really, oh my God! I was literally cringing out. was like, oh my God, <laughs> they were
0: in the amount of food that the Fakeaways book came at a great time though, because Slimming yeah. World is fucking taking the nation by storm. Yeah. In all yeah. The little towns and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Would have couldn't oh, have come God, a like, they,
2: like they, they were like all over it as well. So, um, like when it came out. Um, they were only starting to do so. Actually, I was doing fake way recipes on my Facebook page mm-hmm. anyway. So I was doing them little, you know, them little hands-on videos. Mm, yeah, yeah, So like, I made a spice bag one that went viral. So um, yeah, it I went up that. on like I don't know how many views as now, like two hundred thousand views or something. Mm. And uh, yeah, so that kind of was where my starting point was to see the popularity of this and then yeah they got really on board with the book so they were like you know cook from this and you know it's great you cook your meals from scratch and everything so that was really you know came in at the right time big yeah Yeah. I'm, um, i'm a big
0: dessert man is there any such thing as a healthy dessert (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's, it's difficult it's difficult to make a healthy dessert that tastes nice let's be honest it's yeah. very very difficult i love dessert myself like in the new book actually the desserts there's no healthy desserts me, really <laughs> yeah yeah there's one, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one, one. <clears> i'll tell you one they're delicious i'll tell you one recipe my favorite recipe from this book and it's a dessert uh, the new one It's a rice pudding souffle with uh, passion fruit sorbet so think of it like your memories yeah. of rice pudding in a souffle. Now normally a souffle, when you have a souffle, it's plain. I kind of think it's it's not the nice of the tasting thing. It can be a little ever. bit drab if we're yeah. being honest
1: about it, yeah. So
2: when you <laughs> dig into this thing, right, you get the little bit of hit of rice pudding, you're like... What? <laughs> uh, it's, it's insane oh it's like it's my favourite souffles are hard to bake as well <clears throat> aren't they oh it's, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's not, not the more, it's just the idea of it is difficult more than actually baking it you, what do you do with a souffle his,
1: with his skills man don't don't don't. <laughs>
2: this this is all it is right so a creme patissier very very simple creme patissier is, is a thick custard that's all it really is. I love custard. Yeah, so a thick custard, a really, really thick custard. Um, or like for the rice pudding souffle, it's just basically rice pudding that's done really thickly and reduced down really, really thickly and blended up then into like a paste. Then what you do is you get your egg whites. So you whisk up your egg whites until they're soft peaks so you can hold them over your head without them dropping. Yeah. And then you feed in a little bit of sugar into it so that it kind of dissolves into the egg whites and gives it a glass and a shine. Then what you do is you fold the egg whites into the creme pâtissier, which is very simple. So, the creme pâtissier is just rice pudding creme pâtissier. And you fold it in, it becomes really light and aerated. You cook too. So, what you do is you butter your molds. So, you butter your molds upwards with your pastry brush. So, it basically creates rise. So, you're always making the thing you think it's going to rise. Yeah. And you you, uh, you you coat the mold in castor sugar. You place your mold in. The tip is then with your palette knife on top is to go in threes. So, you go, so you scrape from the middle in like uh, one quarter of it. The next quarter and then you do the final swoop across the middle and then you get your thumb and you run run it around the rim of the souffle mold so what that basically oh does God. is that is that basically creates the edge around the outside so it allows it to pop up that goes into the oven you bake it at 190 degrees and only take about 12 minutes so set a timer 12 minutes yeah. tell everyone to get around the second table get your plate <laughs> ready get your plate ready so have your plate dressed up Ready to go? Souffle straight on, straight to the table. Served. That's it. Oh, that's, it's the most simple thing ever. Just make sure you don't burn the hands of yourself when you're taking it. It's so good like. Yeah, that that
1: that's all happened. Yeah, happen. yeah. yeah. I, love, <laughs> I love, I how you're like, yeah, they're burning me hands, but that's a bit more about,
0: yeah, this <laughs>
1: class. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, okay. Egg white tea. I got that. Follow that. Okay, What's your yeah. favorite dessert?
2: Probably that one because uh, I've just just kind of. Created it this year, yeah. So I go through phases where everyone asks me what's your favorite all time recipe. I don't have an all time favorite recipe because I figure something new out. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll like basically take a classic recipe and then I'll put my own stamp on it and do my own thing to it, just like I've done with the rice pudding soufflé. Mm. That's probably my favorite at the moment, but that could change next week.
0: What would you do with an apple crumble? That's my uh, favorite one p- of my f- apple tart, apple crumble is my That's favorite, very traditional. Gram, yeah, it's my favorite. I love it. mm-hmm.
2: it's a good uh, tart to tan. So like if oh, I'm the Here
0: we go. <laughs> <What a
2: t-ton? laughs> so the uh, version. So if you were ever in uh, uh, there's a place it's about hundred kilometres below Paris. Uh, there's a hotel, it's a really really old hotel called Le Hotel Tatan. And there was two sisters that used to work in this uh, hotel. Back years ago, I don't know what year it was, I'm not too exact, but this is kind of all the stuff we were in 1874, college. let's 1874, go with 1874, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and uh, what happened was they were making your apple tart. So when you make apple tart, you basically have your, your mould, uh, you have your apples go in, your sugar goes in, your butter goes in, and then your pastry goes on top. But what happened was they were making it on this stove that was left on hot. So what happened was the apples and the sugar and the butter started to caramelise and burn, um, and the pastry was just thrown on top. So the, what they did was they, they had guests waiting for their apple... Tart dessert to come out, so they just threw it into the oven and prayed and hoped they God that this thing would work. And what's kind of your instinct when something burns underneath? You really mm. want to see what it looks like, mm. so they flipped it upside down. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this dessert was made by complete accident. It's just tart tan. Okay, so that's basically what the it's upside tart tan is. Is an upside down upside down
1: tart which do caramelized what it. Was, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, man. yeah, it's no, a great I do know what it is. Yeah. Berry, Berry yeah. has a great recipe one. No, she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I have a great recipe. Oh, man, Tartatan is on. Oh, it's oh, class. Yeah, that's it if, you, if you like Apple Crumb or Apple Tart, you'll. Oh. I love this How many books does Mary Berry have now? About it's 494. Like She's <laughs> not her age. How many books? <laughs> <laughs> she was actually there when the first Tartatan, yeah. She was there. She was the one that flipped it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, dude. I, you know what I'm mad for though. I just cannot like anywhere to go that right? is it, I'm like, that's my dessert sort of eating mess or or a good Pavlova. Yeah, yeah. If you, if if they're show shite that fucking you know, boat <laughs> it's ruined, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get a good ruined. one though, you won't look back like I
2: love I eating think. mess
1: actually. So good man. What yeah. would you do with an eating mess? Especially in the you, you
2: can't you can't mess with an eating mess, like you yeah. know, you just you gotta go classic with it, so it's just your Pavlova, mm. cream, bit of flake, berries. I don't like flake nah, on it. If you're gonna go with berries, don't like you know, mess with it. Like I love chocolate. Though. Do you I know what you can you do? Like, put
1: glitter on the Mona Lisa gram
2: <laughs> 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 Exactly. But you know what's do You know what's nice. You ever have an eaten mess bomb? Have you ever had one of those?
1: Oh, what's this? So Wait. you
2: get yourself like this. Do You know the the molds you have for Christmas pudding. Right. So line one of those with cling film and make your eaten mess with your berries and your coolie and your yeah. Pavlova and cream and vanilla, whatever and pack it tight into one of those molds pack it full into one of those molds and freeze it okay oh uh, right I'm with you I love right. freezing
1: anything dessert wise being frozen I'm like okay go okay.
2: on you freeze it and you let it go rock hard. So it takes about two hours to go rock solid and then what you do is you get the cling film and you pull it out of the mold and it holds the shape place it onto a plate and pour like raspberry kind of coolly over the yeah. top of it and slice into it and you get slices of this oh, eaten mess frozen kind of How would say like a paraffin early yeah it's oh,
0: I love
1: desserts <laughs> <laughs> oh. like je- like especially in the summer because like you know it's it's the season for fruits like so getting yeah. a go eating eat oh my it's god it's insane man. for it. yeah it is yeah, it is. yeah the berries are insane at the moment stop i got a big pun of blackberries there at lunchtime and they were fucking unreal <laughs> <laughs> like, like as, as i was eating them i was like this is the best blackberry I've ever ate in my life and I had another one I was like no this is the best (laughs) holy shit man how could this be the last one this is one blackberries are way better than strawberries I'm just saying no they're not they are no they're not depends
2: on the time of year depends on the time of year don't say well there you go Graham you know when you're going around to
0: the schools do you see that there's uh, an obesity problem at all yeah it's changed Um, so when I
2: started four years ago you can notice like I visited this school today uh, back four years ago and yeah the the students are um i suppose the the interest in it and everything is like you know they're losing a bit more interest in food um as they get older as they get older yeah so these kids would have been in first year when i first visited now they're getting close to their leaving certain they're mm. kind of losing interest in it and they're being very some are very influenced by um what's going on on in Instagram so if you flick through Instagram every second person is doing squats or every second person is kind of you know aiming to be like a bodybuilder or whatever yeah. why can't we just be normal You mm. know, why can't we just look normal as well why, and,
1: why does everybody fucking cut into a poached egg
2: Oh, I hate that that egg porn what? shit. That's yeah. so wrong. So this, yeah.
1: I mean, what the f-
2: like yeah, every day yeah,
1: yeah. on Instagram? There's at least one person oh, who no. in slow motion feels cuts the egg, need.
2: cuts their egg like, like runny oh. in the center. Like, I mean, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh no, I don't like that at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, um, the the schools though. Um, I think yeah, the like. There needs to be a full strategy put in place with the government for for the obesity. Realistically, mm. for schools, um, yeah. like I've been going around myself the last while. I know there is a few other chefs going around and trying to teach as much as possible. But they need people in there full time teaching these kids everything. I think the sugar tax was a great thing, bringing up the 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 price on uh, sugary drinks and everything, because yeah. that can be spent on you know areas such as obesity and yeah. um, you know. Kids with diabetes and stuff. You know, like the one thing I do see actually a lot is a lot of kids with diabetes in these schools. So having to go out <coughs> every hour or so to check their blood sugar levels and also you know take their mm. insulin as well. So that's kind of what I've seen mm. in schools as well. So that, and you'd always be made aware of that when you come into the room yeah, of right. who has to go out every now and again to take you know check their, their blood yeah or their insulin. Like yeah, so it's, I think that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, how it's getting to that stage where it's kind of acceptable and
1: nearly, you but know. So. Th- there has been, I suppose, some improvement. Because, I mean, like, I, I know we've talked about it before, like, but I mean, like, when I was in school, it was like <coughs> corned beef sandwiches and chocolate muffins. Yeah. Like, that was Donuts. What it, You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> nah, <laughs> yeah. It was great at the time, but, like, looking back and I'm like, yeah, that definitely didn't help me, because in mm. my head, I was like, Friday is chocolate muffin day, <laughs> yeah. and I'm getting three of them, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, think, I think,
2: like, though, our, our food is becoming more processed as well, so, like, we're becoming very Americanized. Like, when I was, when like, I'm 26 now, and yeah. a lot of people say to me, I look about... Maybe eighteen, nineteen. Like I mm. I'd get away for an eighteen, nineteen year. I still get ID'd for a lot of tickets. Um, let's be honest. Really? Like, yeah, Lotto a, lot of yeah, tickets. I love that. So, yeah, yeah, I
1: get ID'd for a lot of tickets. <laughs> sure, it's just the lot of tickets <laughs> yeah, like. on you know, everything <laughs> else as well.
2: But um, the, the I think like the generation then behind us, that are in school at the moment. Don't they look a lot older? don't mm. the kids like I'd noticed that lads I can't, still can't grow a beard yet like but there's guys there that have full on fledged beards yeah. that are like 15, 16 and I think that's from what's been put into our foods really? Uh, yeah, like yeah, processed yeah. With, foods? like processed foods is what they're eating and everything as well uh, you would have a lot of lads then that are like into sport and everything are being influenced by taking things such as protein and amino acids and all that kind yeah. of stuff and that really drives your your growth hormones through the roof mm. uh, and that's kind of why kids have you know more uh, facial hair than they should have or mm. a giant um, Adam's apple and giant yeah, Adam's, oh yeah exactly yeah so that's kind of um, a massive massive problem in itself is mm. that area and then the other area with the processed foods as well so when I looked when I was in school when I was about 16 um, I used to use actually it was uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Hulk Hogan's show it was Hogan Knows was the Best, best. Yeah. yeah. and his son was the same age as me the time that ep- them episodes came out he was 16 but he looked like he was like 29 Yeah. Mm. and I was like he's 16 he's the same age as me It's like what is going on how does he look so old like, yeah. I, was, I couldn't get my head around I it because
1: Hulk was making him take his vitamins I couldn't get my
2: head around it and like I can't still get my head around like there's guys there in schools that look Mm. much older than I do and taller than I am and you know so you think
0: that's down to processed foods I think
2: it's down to the foods Nick Hogan yeah I think it's down to the foods and it's down to then what they're you know being promoted to take um, creatine creatine and 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 the proteins and all that kind of stuff that they're being promoted to take girls are starting to take it as well they're being promoted to take proteins and everything to you know become strong that's the thing now girls don't want to become skinny or whatever like that it's all about becoming really really strong now. Mm. that's kind of the new thing now yeah. uh, so that's completely changed um, so yeah I kind of think that's the term it's, it's mad it's, because it's
0: when, when Jamie Oliver was trying to tackle the US government with the um, American schools I watched I think it was maybe 6-7 episodes of the <coughs> documentary and um, it was all bureaucracy it was all yeah. like you know the teachers wanted Jamie's help and crying out for his help and bring in his plans and and kind of change all the schools Mm. but it would have been a case of you know the head of catering for the schools had a deal with the local processed food factory do you know what I mean yeah yeah sorry we can't cut that that's a deal for four or five years and there's a certain ingredient in that and that's what's making the obesity kind mm. of explode and yeah. it's yeah, I crazy
2: it's, got, it's, it's a false like, like the school I was in today is going for they their, don't really care like especially yeah. in America yeah well I think it's even the same in Ireland the school I was in today going for their healthy eating flag and I just had a little walk around it today and in the canteen for lunch sausage rolls chicken fillet rolls yeah. processed lasagna dinner um, and then you move over to the little shop beside it refreshers fizzy drinks yeah. Uh, all those sweets of the day all the their of the day as well. how are they gonna get their flag i don't understand it how mm. are they gonna get their flag how are they you know going mm. for a flag if all this food is still there ready available for the students <coughs> for lunch and for the small break and even when they walk in the door some kids will walk in the door and what will they have for breakfast sweets for breakfast yeah. how are they gonna
1: like it's mad i mental. think I, yeah. I think as well and like i mean not that I'm speaking on behalf of obese Ireland here or that, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? but like for me anyway the whole processed food and all that it was a cultural convenience for me for years like. yeah, yeah. and it's only on saying in the last sort of two or three years that I've kind of started to get you know more also down to just ignorance and laziness but like more aware of kind of like yeah do you know what just because it says chicken doesn't mean it's a good thing you know <laughs> way, mm-hmm. like, and all that I, I do think like you're saying there like you know processed lasagna or like a chicken fillet roll all that delicious yeah but yeah it's fine
2: and i'm not saying don't eat it like like like, like, i'm saying these kids can eat it like and they can have a treat with it that's fine as a treat but like to eat that every day is that's where the problem is that's where the problem is like that's been advertised to eat it every day Mm. like that school had no healthy options for any kids i didn't even see mm. any fruit or anything for them to eat like you know it's do so what the criteria like, for the health. We, we
1: have the most yeah, amazing berries out there. You were talking about blackberries. i yeah. got right, kids eat fucking blackberries for lunch. What's mm-hmm. Story with <laughs> that. you, like? if yeah. these blackberries that I had today were in that school, there would have be been fights in the yard. Yeah, i telling you now, man. <laughs> Being killings for them. They were, oh, they were so good. But the other side as well is, you know, I don't know, I'm just thinking of when I, like, and again, not speaking for obese to but when <laughs> I was like younger, if I got like, you know what I mean, like a bit of pocket money or whatever, like, the convenience food is always a cheap option. So, I'd be like, mm. oh, if I buy that, then I've still got a few quid left over. Yeah, yeah, happy day. you know what I mean? And, you mm. maybe that plays a part in it. I don't know. Like, like, when you, you can just look at McDonald's, like, it's so fucking cheap. Yeah, yeah that, it is, yeah. And you've got a euro saver menu. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, So, like, these kind of things, I think, definitely. And I, I think the education system and, like, the fact that you're going into schools and, like, talking to kids about it and all mm. that definitely will help the situation. But you're yeah, right, man. They need to roll out. Yeah, they a need to really roll fan, out. They
2: like, really need to, like, it should be a subject in itself. It yeah. really should be, like, a subject in itself. There's for a TV
0: program in that, though. You've, of you and possibly other chefs going around showing the country, you know, the efforts that you're doing mm. to try and educate. Yeah.
2: Like, well, like, I I don't, I don't really. I've never really talked about what I do Mm. you know Mm. like I've visited someone so I visit one school a week I'm in in Killarney next week in a school in Killarney and Kerry Mm. for each school has healthy eating week and I'm always the person they call to come down and do a talk or Mm. do a demo today's demo was on bread because during the snow we ran out of bread Bread, (laughs) everyone was going for the sliced pans I was like listen like honestly you have it in your cupboard you have flour you have yeast you have salt and you have water that's all it takes is four ingredients to make, and I sh- like I was showing these kids how to make their own pizzas, showing them how to make like their own, you know, bread rolls, mm. showing them how to make you know a full sliced pan of bread for themselves. Uh, all of them kind of basic skills yeah. that are kind of a necessity. Like f- we should be following the way France, Italy, and Spain are doing it. Like they're cooked, like they're taught all that stuff in school. Their lunches yeah. are so beautiful and healthy.
1: Um, as in Japan as well I think Japan, Japan have a thing where yeah, like the kids brilliant. help make the lunches yeah, and all mm, that and yeah. they all play a part like and I think Thailand and does it as well yeah you know like what, what's it like a little
2: frying pan and a you can go into IKEA and you can get like a little hob, but all these mm. schools as well have home ec rooms that are not utilized enough. So, like for instance, in today's school, why shouldn't the kids be allowed to go into the home ec room at lunchtime and bring in some ingredients with them and cook yeah. their lunch? Mm. What? Why shouldn't they be allowed to do that? You know, there's there's kind of different ed. that'll educate
0: them into the big bad world as well and I was teaching
2: kids today I was like we did a survey with the National Dairy Council to see how many kids could make the most basic thing in the world as an omelette Right. so 870 kids so we thousand we, kids were surveyed eight hundred and seventy kids couldn't make an omelet didn't know how to make an omelet like, Jesus so an omelet man. is like the basic rule for a french omelet is it's one egg and it's ten seconds on the pan essentially then you can add your flavor you know and your cheese only, and stuff like you know that
1: Now it's only one right? Yeah. because that one egg is enough so the legs
0: well? up <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's only one egg omelet.
2: So that's your starting point. So then, when you come to like two eggs, it's twenty seconds. Three eggs, thirty seconds. Okay, Four eggs, forty you. seconds. And that's your your basis of your omelet. That's always being before your basis. adding in your flavors. Before adding in, then, okay. so you whisk up your eggs. That's your <coughs> basis. Your eggs. Your butter on the pan. Uh, your your eggs goes into the pan so you count then so if you want cheese you put your cheese on the omelette you swirl it around the pan then you want your seasoning salt and pepper I think a cheese omelette is the nicest thing ever I lived on them when I was in college I love omelettes yeah. I, wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't go cheese omelette I'd maybe go for it, maybe a bit of ham if you yeah a ham, ham, yeah. ham, ham don't don't pepper mm, yeah. tomato yeah. Mm. yeah
2: so like it's, it's the most basic thing and that's kind of you know what like students could live off when they yeah. go to college it's very healthy it's very good for you um and it's the quickest meal you'll make in your life so that's what i always say is one egg yeah. 10 seconds that's all it'll take so that you get that into their head that this is the fastest food they'll ever make because yeah. they still have to wait 40 minutes for yeah. for, for, for this day, dominoes <laughs> to arrive like you know and
1: beans on toast takes
2: about six minutes that's so you know <laughs> Beans and toast is lovely. Oh, oh, it is good now every oh, now and again. Do you ever batch curry powder into your beans? No, no. Don't you see on you do that in an Insta story? No, I didn't do
0: it in an Insta
1: story. I've no, seen no. someone
0: no. do curry powder on the beans yeah, before as well.
1: I don't know. I've heard of this thing and but like, you can buy curry um, beans, can't you? You can You can, yeah, but I don't I know think how your I feel, own like,
0: curry powder
2: is good. I don't know oh, how it's I feel. Good. Like
1: I love curry. Curry's like my probably favourite thing in the world ever, like. But then if you but, I mean beans on toast is a classic putting curry in there it's look it's too dangerous <laughs> cheese on it it's, it's Jeez, cheese on no, it no yeah. no stop Jeez. this it's a good shout, actually yeah. Yeah, I like that stop this, on it on. On. that's
2: like that's like transforming like curry chips into curry cheese chips it's like yeah. curry beans toast
1: yeah <laughs> well hang, on, hang on a second I presume you put the beans <laughs> on the toast and put it back under the grill to, no no just let it melt naturally let like it melt the naturally on top of it yeah. Yeah. oh no you'd make some sort of toasty see <laughs> ah, so you're picky though uh, you're yeah, fussy. And, yeah, see I don't, like I love food, but cheese is the one thing that I just couldn't I can't, like if it's, if it's on pizza something, if it's on something I'm not gonna fuss enough to take it off, but I would very rarely once in a blue moon ask for cheese to be added to something. Do you like cheese in a burger? Like if it's on it I'll be like yeah But I'll never be like Oh and can I get cheese on that place? But is
2: that just cheddar cheese You don't like Or is it no, every cheese No it's all
1: cheese like, And the further you go Into the cheese wheel The worse I get like, <laughs> So the
2: cheese Even wheel? like goat's cheese and Get stuff. away from me uh, no, I can't.
1: But
0: like feta, feta, yeah, I hate it. No, I oh, don't. Uh, I don't even like cheese. I no. Oh, halloumi. See this, yeah. see this, fried, oh. grilled halloumi yeah. stuff. Like
1: if halloumi's uh, unreal, if, if, if Oksana makes that once more, I'm gonna kick her out of the house.
0: Halloumi <laughs> is sensational.
1: <laughs> I it is. I yeah. Yeah. It I yeah. Got it, it on a
0: pitta, a chicken pitta there last week. It was sensational. No, That's no. good. It's You can
1: buy that in the shops, can you? You can in buy halloumi everywhere. Halloumi everywhere.
2: There's great cheese selection there in Ireland.
1: Massive braised, any see. I don't know a lot of food mozzarella you don't
0: do you like mozzarella cheese
1: you say you don't take Mo- mozzarella on pizza well like if it's on a pizza I don't really taste the cheese I'm do tasting it like tomato. T- I do like pizza but I don't like <laughs> the the mozzarella cheese on a pizza is there but it's not what you're tasting for so me so what tasty. about
2: then like ricotta cheese no like it's a very neutral like it's just made it's, from the way. like it's yeah. just made from the waste <laughs> way of, of other cheeses
1: I'm, I'm a smells person that's where um, you smell though like yeah Like yeah, I not mean, have <laughs> said that anymore camp <laughs> <laughs> <Now this> smells
0: <laughs> <worse>.
1: <laughs> yeah people listening to this don't have to, the other benefits of seeing my like, hand gestures yeah oh <laughs> my <laughs> god or right, marscapone that's the one that goes into desserts sometimes in Tiramisu, yeah 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 um, or cream cheese no do like cheesecake no what? Yeah, no, I know. I know, I know. A fat person doesn't <laughs> like cake. That's <like>, what the <laughs> fuck, like. But yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I can't. I Don't like Philadelphia. I don't like any of those. I like things. Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I like laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. Now baby bell, if somebody put a baby bell. I mean, I would smack them. There's I'd, some
2: yeah. smelly ones that I can't bear, but like I, I'd bear them. Like if I was like had yeah. to eat them on a cheese board, I'd be like, yeah, taste a che- it. See it I'd a, a
1: cheese board. Are you yeah. like? oh no I couldn't this lad's mad for a cheese board and love I'm a good cheese like, board no I can't and people always want to be able to be like could oh, you and the no.
2: missus not go back now and have an old wine and cheese night like, if
1: she broke out, <laughs> a, cheese- <crackers> I- out.
0: <laughs> a few crackers a few crackers out I just had a wedding recently and no. pesto and the the, the <laughs> wedding cake was cheese yeah they're becoming very popular yeah, yeah. See,
1: now, see this means I'm going to have to start asking people before I, I accept their invite I get an yeah. invite yeah. and I'm going to be like come here con- is it going to be a biscuit cake or what? it going to be icing on the cake yeah, yeah, no, the no, first okay. time I
2: heard that was the cheese wheel cake it, yeah. was, like, it was like someone said oh yeah like, wait you see the wedding cake it's cheesecake. and I was expecting you know
0: the fillets going <laughs> to be a cheesecake and then I walked in and I was like what the fuck <laughs> Yeah, loads of crackers
1: and all and yeah, I mean, yeah, people, say like, people just like, help like, themselves oh no if you get cool cheese and del- grapes and crackers, it's delicious We were, all and we're at, like, at a wedding, actually off.
2: a French wedding where they had a wedding cake and then they had a croque en bouche. Did you ever see a croquembouche, no, What's a croquembouche? I don't, I don't know Ooh, what that It's is. like buffet rolls filled oh, uh, pfet- with caramel. Pfeterols. With caramel and it's done up in a big cone shape with loads of caramel on the outside stuck together. Good Jesus. It's class. Yeah. Like on the case. They
0: are. Yeah. Unreal. The they're very really unreal. Unreal. Uh, really hard to make bake.
2: Uh they're like there can be a little the shoe pastry is the kind of the tricky thing if you can get it right. Yeah. Um they're not difficult, no. They're not overly difficult. Oh, I love it. class. Like It's honestly the best cake out. There. You can get you can buy the little mold set. So I've made it before, you can buy yeah. the little mold set and then you you literally mold it up, and most of the time, a lot of chefs just collapse on a lot of chefs. Like, but uh, it's a difficult one to make, yeah. but it's so. Oh, god. Oh, that's it's so good. It's so
1: good. Like. Where, in your opinion, is the best region in the world for food?
2: Well, I've been to France so many yeah. times. I've travelled to France now. I don't know how many times I've been to France, but I pick a region and you kind of study the region. I did that in college, just study yeah. the region, and I went and visited it and everything. So we go on holidays quite regularly to different areas. My last holiday in France being Nice. Oh, and, I love Nice. Yeah. I so love we, the South
1: France in general. But yeah, it's oh gorgeous, yeah. So I'm to think of the name, it has
2: its own cuisine, like it's not French yeah. cuisine no, Niwa, nice yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. we went around, we tried to you know you have to try the traditional Niswa salad, but there's great mm. like tours They give you of all the places to go, so the market square
1: there it's start <laughs> there. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm oh, sorry. Niswa salad. Yeah, I only learned how to pronounce that one when I was like 28. <laughs> I was like, what's that in a cozy salad? cozy. good. <laughs> <Niswa. laughs> <Niswa. laughs> <laughs> that was me what? today. I was
2: trying to pronounce like Killiney here. I was like, Killini. <laughs> 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 uh, really?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was
2: calling a killing on the way over. I was joking. like, Sherry was saying, You're an early in. I was like, Two miles to killing me. Like this. I was like, going to kill me today. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I want a cozy and salad. I've you have and eaten
2: klim- snails. Oh, yeah. I have. Yeah. yeah. I have indeed. Are they nice? Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. They are nice. Uh, Again, required taste. It's very garlicky. It's done in garlic. Butter. Yeah. If you like garlic. Yeah. If you like garlic. Yeah. I've had like I the. Of, when we were on our school trip, actually, we went to Normandy. And mm-hmm. they had horse burgers there. It was nice now, yeah, I have to say it was quite okay. nice. Especially when you know when you're eating it. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> you're not being fooled. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know yeah. what you're eating. Um, <laughs> so that was nice. And then yeah, my trip to nice the last time we did the food walking tour, so you, you go and you do all the different foodie things, so yeah. they bring you in the, the traditional Lasaka <laughs> pancake to to uh, niece's like with chickpeas uh, and what they do is they mix it there in front of you. And a guy comes along, and he they have it in this like mad kind of cast iron pan, and he comes along with this little bike, and he cycles his bike to this like pizza oven, and then he rings his bell on his way back, and all of a sudden this queue forms, and it's like fifty odd people down the street for this pancake to come up and get like your little portion of it. I think really? it's mad what people do for food out there. Uh, best bottle of wine I've ever had. Then was there as well. So we went in, and you can get like you see the little water bottle I have yeah. here. Go in with this, and go here. See the tanks behind you there. Where you fill it with that yeah. white one, because there's some vineyards there that can't afford to glass to to bottle their own wine. Yeah, so, no, they yeah. get you to bring
1: in your own. Yeah, yeah you bring in your own
2: little bottle, and you fill it. And it's like, what, 150 for I your I don't wine. mind
0: white wine. I never talk to red wine.
2: Yeah, well, it, mm. it, again, it, I think it's paired to your... I, I find I can't drink red wine on its own. I need to pair it with food. Uh, I can drink white wine on its
0: own. Yeah, I'm So very, when you pair it with food, like if you take a bite of something, would you need to take it swig of the, the wine? Uh,
2: yeah, like if you, and you want it to <laughs> kind of complement your dish. Uh, so mm. your wine is like important that it complements your food. So for beef, like you want a red wine that complements it. Lamb... You kind of want something that complements it as well, that, you know, everything kind of matches what you're eating. So if you had something that's too bitter and then you have quite a sweet sauce on it, sometimes it doesn't work. You Mm. know, uh, vice versa, if something's too sweet and something's bitter on the plate, it doesn't work that way either. So you need to really match them quite nicely.
0: Um, I was going to ask you, what is the best recipe to cure a hangover?
2: Oh. oh, the Elvis Our, sandwich. <laughs> do you ever have oh, that. The Elvis fool's sand. gold. Do you ever have fool's gold? No, no. So fool's gold. This is what like they found in Elvis the time he had his autopsy. Yeah. <laughs> so literally, it was um, he had a peanut butter sandwich. Uh, so he had peanut butter, um, and what he did was he uh, what did he do? He had peanut butter. He'd sliced banana, and then he'd streaky he smoked bacon, and more peanut butter on top. Place that into like. You know, a sandwich, and then he fried it in butter. Okay, holy <laughs>
0: shit! Holy shit. Yeah,
2: fried this in butter, and this is like Elvis's fool's gold sandwich. I've I'm not a big fan of banana at all. I think it kind yeah. of overpowers things, but in this like. If you're hungover, like, you want something filthy, you go filthy. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, You've made that? Yeah, I've had it. Yeah, yeah, I've made it, like, and we've done, like, I've had my mates try it and everything. They're like, you know, it's disgusting to think of. Yeah. But when you eat it, you're just like, it's actually the cure. So pe- pe- <laughs> peanut butter, <clears throat> banana. Banana. Yeah. Smoke streaky bacon, yeah, another more peanut butter on top, and then you put your sandwich. So, you no jam on No, oh, he, I think he put jam, I didn't put jam in mine. No, I yeah. think he put like uh he had <clears> peanut, <throat> peanut butter jelly on his as well. I wonder end. why he's yeah,
1: dead, not, yeah, yeah. It's probably why he's dead. Yeah, I'm not mad about peanut butter in general to be honest, but like, I love them porridge, with Do you? Mm. really.
2: That's a good one, actually. Mm. Yeah. I've tried that now, let's try that. It's nice porridge. Always put a little in porridge, peanut butter and honey. Yeah, honey that's and a great butter. idea actually I'm mm. I mean, well, I'd over- putting peanut butter in my porridge it's mm. yeah.
1: gorgeous I always put a little bit of cinnamon in mine yeah I like yeah. cinnamon too yeah, but yeah. I'd never put it in the porridge mm. I
2: overdid cinnamon so I put, I used to put cinnamon in my coffee all the time same time i buy a latte or a cappuccino yeah. I used to cinnamon douse cinnamon in it like, and it just really put me off it because <laughs> I overdid it on it yeah. Yeah. So kinda like that avoided. happened to me at Bath Burgers, <laughs> <laughs> Bath <or> burgers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> coffee gives me too much anxiety <laughs> you get yeah. the twitches <laughs> I get the twitches and think I'm going into yeah.
1: panic attack mode Hangover just because you said about the Elvis sandwich now Monty Crystal what's it's that a, uh, it, it, just because you said fried I can't remember what I was into but I just remember being fried and I remember thinking this will either kill me or cure me and it was unbelievable the, and you don't remember I was in it no, but what the hell why my bringing it up because it's a well known sandwich I'm sure somebody listening will. I'll google it now but somebody listening is going hey Monty I'm always just too hung over I don't drink mm. that much but when I drink I kind of get a bit
0: drunken
2: I find loads of orange juice it's great yeah bit, and loads and loads a of, of orange juice, juice.
0: but we're, we're obsessed with on a Sunday morning you're obsessed with our people are obsessed with finding that cure for hangovers yeah right? like you just see on Instagram yeah. oh perfect cure perfect cure <laughs> uh, I think just think loads
1: of water I <laughs> yeah. think plus this yeah. actually yeah. this actually goes back on what I was saying about cheese because <laughs> cheese is really heavily involved <laughs> nonetheless but cheese in this is there cheese in there this is, yeah. what's it called it's a it's a Monte Cristo sandwich and Monte car- Cristo Monte Cristo Cristo Crystal. and uh, yeah, you have to say it with a double accent or it doesn't work Monte <laughs> Cristo <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a uh, Freud ham and cheese sandwich a variation of the French Croque monsieur. oh yeah yeah uh, 19th so it's a ham and cheese toastie more or less but it's done with like uh, French toast Ooh. and then it's Freud <sighs>
2: that sounds absolutely lovely it does yeah. oh, that sounds lovely yeah.
1: um, I oh love French God, toast
2: man. actually French toast I remember one time wasn't me and my mates out in Sligo sitting in a hotel and I was like that we need to cook get French, French toast. toast the next morning like, like we need French yeah. toast it's the cure like this I didn't get French toast
0: <laughs> and your friends always asking you to cook for them
2: uh, I can remember actually, this is a funny story, because they always laugh at this, they haven't asked me since, so when I started out being the chef, when I was working in the kitchen, the lads went into first year in college, they were in Slido, my two best mates, like, they've been my best mates for years, since school and everything, and <clears throat> when I was working in the restaurant, uh, they were like, oh he's cooking fancy food all the time, I was going down for a night out with them, so it was on a Monday, and uh, I called down they were like oh before he comes we'll stock the fridge full of loads of fruit and veg and meat and everything like this and he might cook for us <laughs> so I arrived in anyway they were like oh what do we do about food like this or whatever I was like I'll sort that out for you lad sort that out for you so I went into the freezer pulled out of frozen meats, and threw it on for no another. way you we were just so sick of cooking <laughs> yeah. the whole week like it was your job like yeah. it's kind of like I was cooking all week the last thing yeah. I wanted to do was it's go back to the stove later, again yeah. yeah so that was kind of the last time there. No, that's me to cook for them. Classic. <laughs>
1: it's a classic prank. Yeah. Yeah, in fairness, though, sometimes there is something nice about I I call it a plate of orange. It's basically where you just put all the oven stuff in. And, like, you know, like you'll have, like, say, chicken goujons and onion rings. Like, almost like a pick a mix. Yeah, I mean, that's it's good one, yeah. Sometimes you just kind the of size like. Size yeah, nice. You yeah. know yeah. what? Yeah. Fuck it. Like, it's great. And then you have your different sauces. And what condiments would you use? That's, I just said I'd have different ones there. Oh, do you? Yeah, I'd what, probably. i go for. Maybe a bit of ketchup, uh, classic, you know. Don't mess with it. I love um, mixing
0: ketchup, French mustard,
1: and mayo. Yeah, oh, that's good. Cool, yeah. That French is yellow mustard. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Man, I am borderline addicted to that at the moment. <laughs> very good. Wait, putting, and you don't need hot dogs? I'm putting that and sandwich pickups on everything, like. <laughs> So what, God, what type
2: of pickles are you getting are you kind of getting like the classic ones are
1: you uh, the specific ones that I'm on at the moment yeah. are just sliced Tesco sandwich pickles <laughs> <So.
2: laughs> I like love film though I do love a good pickle oh yeah, man yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, i tell you what pickles are great with if you're Neenies. drinking if you, no if you're drinking whiskey really no bite with pickle next like to whiskey oh good lord yeah I'm tell you man yeah that'll put hairs in your chest <laughs> let's try that <laughs> I might grow a yeah. beard then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, uh, See It's quite it's, my, ger, my girlfriend's Russian So uh, Like I've Been exposed To Russian cuisine For the last Like seven years And like You learn some mad shit like, Well, you know well I mean? very That's different classic. isn't it Very yeah, Well it is in the sense Of kind of like it's Is it a just, lot cold Some of it's cold But like some of it Is just cooked differently It's just the same Stuff that we eat But it's cooked differently So the flavours Then instantly are a bit Like you know so one of the things they have are uh, Pili Mini which are basically little dumplings and they're the same as like say you know like a traditional Japanese dumpling or whatever mm. but it's just maybe the dough was a little bit different or, well, it is dough wasn't it? Pastry. Yeah it whatever. is yeah <laughs> it's like a dough yeah. But they then you know you have them kind of just boiled and that would be normal enough and then uh, you throw them in the butter and salt and whatever and you kind of Shaking so around a pan odd, yeah. or whatever. Oh, it's so good! Like, and it's a mixture of like uh, mince and pork to make the kind of meatball on the inside. So it's like, inside, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, but then sometimes what you do with them is you fry them, and that's where it gets interesting. Oh, <sighs> Ooh, lads! They, they have another one. They call Veriniki, and you have them either potato stuffed with potato on the inside or cabbage, but it, the cabbage is almost more like sauerkraut. Yeah. Oh, lads! Like stuff that I never thought I'd eat. You know what I mean? And I'm sitting there, and if Marina turns around and she says. Or having Pilly Mini, I'm like, oh, I am staying for dinner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, like, yeah, man. yeah. It's so it's good, like. so yeah, I, at least I know if I ever end up, you know, in Russia and I end up staying there because a war breaks out, and you know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> happens, at least I'll be able to say, like, two Pilly Minis, please. That's true, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A long story, I'll tell you that off here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, we're, we're actually just out of time, man. We need to let you go. Um, but generally, you can sit here talking about this Phil stuff all oh, night, man. Have oh, you yeah. watched uh, um,
0: somebody feed Phil on Netflix? No, actually, haven't. No. Oh, it's great. It's just a travel food show where this American comedian goes to different regions and tastes I, their food. I,
1: I, I don't know how much of it's on Netflix anymore, but at one stage, like pretty much every Anthony Bourdain show was on Netflix. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I just yeah. sat there watching. Uh, that one was or a even delic- Chef's Table as well. Chef's Table's on yeah. 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 Because yeah. that that gives you a kind of. Uh, that lad who was making he stuff out of the sugar. Yeah. Oh my, I was like, how was he doing this? Like yeah, just it
2: just gives you an insight to the whole kind of so career around it and yeah. the story around it. I think it's really enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Is yeah. there any
0: kind of chefs that you look up to?
2: Um, I suppose like a great mentor of mine would be uh, I didn't meet him quite rare enough is Derry Clark oh very good yeah. but there he's you know uh, like we anytime I need anything he's you know giving me a hand or if I need an idea I can just bounce it off him Uh I suppose I have an unsung hero uh, that I go back to all the time. It's my old college lecturer in Kitty Legs, Eggs, yeah. uh, Gabriel McSherry. And I always give him, like, you know, the biggest praise ever because he always pushed me to the limit. Mm. So the time I went in, 2013, I entered competitions. He pushed me to the limit in these competitions uh, to, like, win all around me and, you know, really uh, taught me so much about French cuisine and food itself. Mm. So I think, like... You Know, I really, really look up to him still to this day, and he'll always ring me. Like, we talk to each other nearly every month, so yeah. we'll always talk to each other, and he'll always give me ideas. And I'll bounce ideas off him, and he'll do the same. I think It's like great, you, you're able to bounce ideas with food yeah. off different chefs. Um, I suppose that's kind of the people that I kind of look up to in the food world, yeah.
0: Wow, ah, Um, he's been probably the most successful in the Irish chefs, hasn't he? Yeah, he's I mean, because a lot he's of successful. them. A lot of them kind of went belly up in the recession, and yeah. his restaurant there. And where, where is it again? It's Lecrovan? Yeah, yeah, that that stood the test of time, really. It has isn't
2: it? yeah, he's him and Sally Ann. Yeah, they're running an amazing uh, thing in there. Um, like I just, <laughs> it was funny. I just asked them before Christmas because uh, I was stuck for a place to film to film a little pilot for a show coming up actually uh, next year and um, I stuck for a place to film it in because I wanted to do something that's very, you know, me in the kitchen and, Mm -hmm. you know, proper kind of kitchen scenario that what I was used to. So I couldn't get anywhere and I just rang him and I was like, any chance, you know, we could come in and like you're ringing a Michelin star chef yeah. like you're asking him here any chance can I use your kitchen he goes yeah yeah what time do you want it at and I was like Oh, can we have it from 10 to 1 he's like yeah no work away we'll, we'll put in two kitchen porters for you and they'll wash everything for you I was like this is insane it's fair play yeah yeah, yeah like it's, it's mental like, yeah. Gent, yeah an absolute gent he does like. be on
0: the six o'clock show as well from time to time he's on the six o'clock mm. show yeah, yeah. Well,
2: he's doing the cycle again so me and him, I think, are the two slowest cyclists. <laughs> 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 so we spend most of our time in the back, and we stop off for a few pints along the way. Deadly. <laughs> yeah, so it's good. Like, uh, yeah.
1: Deadly. Um, if people aren't already following you on social media or, like, online, just in general, where can they get you?
2: Uh, so just Chef Adrian, really, on everything. And then you find mm. most of my recipes and stuff, chefadrian.ie. So, well, yeah. Yeah. Them. Thanks, lads. It was an absolute pleasure to chat to you. Oh my Grand god, master, in, and man, I'd, yeah, I'd recommend
0: going to your Instagram because your Insta stories sometimes are just yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Depends um, on what on what mood I'm in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love when you do the
0: quick dinners at home, like
2: yeah. yeah. I, I used to do a full series of them, but mm. it's just getting just time to get them time. Everything. Yeah, yeah. No, we're starting actually uh, a lot of videos now. Filming, we're bulk filming videos next week. So on Monday we're going to bulk film like six and release yeah. one a week. Wow, recipes fast, eh? so it's kind of yeah it's getting to the stage now where people are like where's your recipes where's your recipes yeah. <laughs> so i keep constantly having to create content for the whole online thing yeah because yeah, so yeah.
0: that tasty yeah. thing kind of took over didn't it yeah it did. the little yeah, viral yeah. videos
2: yeah it's huge it's like, huge yeah, so you have to
0: it's bucked. not the healthiest now <laughs> no it's not no it's huge so yeah yeah
1: brilliant um yeah thanks again for coming Thank in man you. um all the best with the festivals, the cycle, the new book that you're not allowed to tell us about. <laughs> I'll have to come back and talk about it. Yeah, yes. no, definitely. I was going to say we'll we'll have to get you back in, and we'll just go through a page by page, and you know, drool. All over it. Do you know what I might do? Is the next time I come in, I'll, I'll bring some st-
2: food in with me. That's what oh.
1: I mean. you, you see. Now we're gonna be at you next week and the week after that. Are you ready? <laughs> how does this day turn? How, how, oh, I'll bring some food with me next time. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't bring it with me this oh, time. Oh my God, man, Jesus! Oh, <laughs> uh, but now, yeah, you make sure that you write that down there, man. And uh, it's it recorded it, anyway. It, was gonna yeah. say it is recorded, so classic. But, uh, Adrian, thanks so Thank much for coming into us, man. Um, lads thanks again for listening. Starm. And uh, I hope you're all lepping. <laughs> <laughs> now, where
0: can I get us? Uh, at WTS Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com forward slash WTS Pod Ireland. Any podcast provider, just search WTS Pod um, and you'll get us. And also our website, WTS do
1: Did I do it all? You left out Facebook, but otherwise, not. I did. I Facebook. You, did he say Facebook? Yeah, he did Facebook. say Facebook, yeah. I, I think he did. I apologise. <laughs> yes,
0: that's 10 out
1: of 10. All right, well, I'll give you that. I wasn't paying attention to the stream, you water Oh, wild. you <laughs> dig it. Um, yeah, So go to all those places that Merlo said. If you did. <laughs> If if you didn't get it right, well done, Graham. I'm yeah, proud of you. It's the first time I got it right, and you weren't even listening. Like literally, just gone on for months, we're trying to get him to do the outro, and every time he's made a balls of it. So <laughs>
2: like, you should sing it next time. You should come up with a little song for it. Like, no. <laughs> until next week. And I want it for
1: the tune of this year's Eurovision winner. What? When we're recording this, Eurovision hasn't happened yet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah You know yeah, what I mean. <laughs> Good luck. <lad. laughs>
0: okay, until next time. Clear noise.